Welcome back to the Jordan Sai Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I speak with Inner Circle member Jesse. Now, this is part two. I'm going to put the first episode that Jesse and I did together in the show notes so you can listen to that first if you haven't already. But just in case you need a refresher, in the first episode, Jessie has five kids. She's got three dogs. She is very, very, very busy. She lives in Canada. Canada is currently shut down right now. And she was really, really struggling with her consistency, with her training, with her nutrition, with her relationship with food, with being kinder to herself. So in the first episode, we spoke about how she can improve on that. Again, the link to that is in the description of or in the show notes of this episode if you want to listen to that first. In the second episode, we go over how Jessie did over her first month, which, spoiler alert, she did incredible. She improved her relationship with food. She lost weight. And now in this episode, we talk about what she did that we can improve on going into the next month as well. So if you struggle with your relationship with food, if you struggle with being consistent, if you struggle with being kinder to yourself, definitely listen to this episode. Also listen to the first one if you haven't already. And remember, if you haven't joined the Inner Circle, This week, there is a 30% discount. If you join with the discount code 30for30, you will join for 30% off to celebrate my 30th birthday. So the link to that as well is in the show notes. Let's get into the episode. Jesse. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. I'm excited for this call. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, good. Oh, goodness. Oh, (laughs) Goodness. All right. Well, all right. So before we dive in, before we get into it, just uh, do me a favor and, and just briefly recap our last call. Just briefly recap what we spoke about, what you spoke about, what we decided on as uh, a good starting point for a plan moving forward, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So um, I wanted to get on here and kind of talk to you about... Um, Basically, the effect that other people have on your mental health and feeling good enough or not, basically, um, and how I have or haven't dealt with that throughout my my life, and how it's affected everything, whether it's dealing with life in general or your fitness or eating or what have you. Um we talked about that for a while. You kind of laid out a plan for me. We decided that, um, my goal should be a month, like a month goal, not like I tried the unicorn strong challenge. It was just too long. Um, so we were supposed to talk again in a month and I was supposed to be between 75 and 85% consistent, um, on the days that I had the the black O days, I was supposed to write down, oops, I was supposed to write down um, what the memory was that I was making on those days that would have led to having the O to kind of better relate to it and not be so harsh on myself because looking back at it, you can realize you're making memories. Um, And yeah, (laughs) it's kind kind of the general gist. So, so how did it go? How's everything been? Um, it went pretty well. So <laughs> my, in, in, in all fairness, you told me a month. So in my month, my first month I did great. Um, but I couldn't talk to you for, it, it just didn't work with your schedule to 
talked to you in a month. And so it's been a month and 12 days, which I'm an adult and I should be able to stick to another thing for 12 <laughs> days. I'm well aware of this, but I didn't. So the first month I did good. I did, uh, I was 80% consistent. Um, I did really well. I lost, you said it wasn't so, like last time we talked, you said it wasn't so much about um, or trying to get back into the 130s, but but just kind of trying to stay 80% or 75 to 85% consistent. Um, but I did lose, I went from 150 to 144. Um, in a month? Well, in a month and 12. So, so, oh, so this is including even when you say you like went off plan, you've still continued yeah. to wait. Jesse, but in the- you are out of your mind. Like you are the way you're presenting this information is as though like it's the way it sounds to me is like you're a kid who like knows you did something really wrong and you're ashamed <laughs> to admit it. And it's like, hold on, you're telling me that you didn't necessarily stay fully on plan, but you still continued to make progress, which means like it's still work. Like, what are you ashamed of? This is amazing. Oh. Cause I didn't, so I did really well. Like, I, and, oh, and you told me not to have two O days um, back to back. So that first month I didn't, and then in the last days, my province has shut down again because of COVID. Because our government's ridiculous, um, <laughs> and it's just nuts. All of you down there in the states judging Canadians because you think we're all dummies. We're not all dummies. We just don't can't do anything about it. Um, so everything shut down. I'm now homeschooling four kids. I like, I was just so good. And then I, it just kicked me right in the butt. Um, so anyways, the last 12 days that I went off, like after that month of doing really well, the last 12 days I've had five bad days and four of those were in a row because I was eating my feelings. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and you still made progress, right? I still made progress because I got back on it. Like I was like, look at also- that. Let's go. <laughs> and you got right back on it, and you've still made progress. That's amazing. I did. Yeah. So, so that was good. Um, but yeah, there was. Uh, I did fall off the wagon. I did really good the first month, though. Like that month time frame is really good for me. And I also found that I, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day of yours. And the woman was talking about she was doing the SMART goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was from something else, like the specific measurable, attainable, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. So she, that was working really well for me. And I was able to set like one week goals kind of thing. Nice. Like, or excuse me, I'm not, I, I've been starting to try to do that. Like for the week, I'll. I'll do something specific kind of thing. Like what? And I, um, like I, so I've been walking the majority of the mornings again at like five 30 and I walk like four or five kilometers a morning. Wow. So you've been getting up at like 10 to five with your husband. Oh yeah. Well, no, I get up at, I get up at, at five twenty-five, and I'm out of the house by five thirty. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> so it's like still super early. You're getting up sleeping. and getting walking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been doing that, but then like I made a goal last week of that I had to do. Uh, my back is really messed up, so I had to do two weeks of yoga, kind of thing. Okay. So that kind of thing. Um, so the like the 
short-term goals are, are better for me. Um, that way I've found out, I guess. Um, what else? I don't know. I know I did make progress. It's just I did so well in the first month and I followed what you said and I felt really good. And then I ate my feelings. Well, okay. But how long? It was, it was what? Like four days of eating your feelings? Mm-hmm. And when was that? Um, the last day was three days ago. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. you, you've clearly, you stopped, you got back on track and now, and you've still made progress. So, so yeah. right now you're doing, uh, you're, you're doing what's called dwelling, which is a waste yep. of time and energy <laughs> and emotion. There, there's no, re- you, you, if you were still doing it, like if, as we were talking right now, you were stuffing your face and still eating your emotions, it would be a different yeah. discussion. But three days ago. Yeah. Don't you're gonna hurt your neck if you keep looking back like that, Jesse. What are we <laughs> <laughs> But I'm such a good dweller. It, there's there's you've made I'm trying to imagine a good analogy here, but I, I know you have you have five young kids. What how old's your oldest? Uh eleven. Okay. Uh so still very young, but I, I'm imagining yeah. like as your oldest like goes into high school and whatnot, um Maybe maybe they're a troublemaker for a little bit, and then they get back on track, and they have an amazing month, and they're studying, and they're not being a troublemaker, and like they're really good. And then they the next month they aren't a troublemaker, but like they study slightly less for yeah. their exams, and they still get a great grade on their exams. It was just like I don't know, uh, they didn't study as much as they did the month before. Are you livid because, oh, you didn't study as much as you did last month? Or it was like, hey, you still did really well on the exam. You still improved so many of your habits. You're still actually going in a great trajectory forward. So do we dwell on like them studying not enough or not as much as they did the previous month? Or do we focus on the positive? Yeah. Which no, one do I focus know. on? I focus on the positive. All right. But that's other people, not myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I, I'm very, very impressed. Like, I'm very impressed. Um, I remember the goals that we set were we wanted you to have some form of formal exercise three times a week, which you crushed. It sounds like you're still crushing that. Uh, and then we wanted to hit your calories and protein 80% of the time. We did not want you to go to 90 or 100% consistency. We, we wanted like 80% consistency so that you could enjoy yourself. Talk to me about that. How has it been in terms of like not talking about like the, the circle O days in a row, but just talking about enjoying some of your favorite foods. Like, do you have any specific memories that you made while doing that? Yeah, it was good. Like the one night we went over to our friends for a fire and um, like took the kids and, and uh, one night we went like had a date night everything shut down and like that kind of thing so so it's been good that way um in my four days in a row that also included mother's day and so um those are really like i'm not discrediting those at all it's just they were in a row and i was basically throwing my hands up and be like you know what i'm just gonna start over afterwards good okay that's amazing and i mean the way that i think of it with the last time we spoke you talk about how I remember because I, I, I listened to the entire conversation before we got on this call. Um, okay. You said you're like, man, maybe his memory is just crazy good. I listened. I wanted <laughs> like I need to refresh myself. Um, you spoke about 
in the last call how everything, quote unquote, in your words, went to shit and it was right around Christmas. And I was like, hold on, this is right around Christmas. And you're like, yeah. And then we traveled and we were on the road and like our our families were cooking these really heavy meals and there was wheat in them. It was a really difficult time for you. And it took a long time for you to really get back into the swing of things. Whereas this happened and like, oh, great. Four days goes by. Who gives a fuck? It's four days. You got right back on track. And Mother's Day was included. And like, it, you're, I don't know, like the the government is shutting you down right now. It's like there's a lot going on. If it was still going on and if it kept going on, that would be a major issue. But this is another form of progress that goes massively overlooked is the the time it takes you to get back on track, right? Some people, yeah. they feel like they screwed up and and they'll go off track and they'll be off track for a year or multiple years or they'll never get back on and just like it's a downward spiral from there then other people it'll be a year and then from the year it'll go to like a couple of months then from a couple months go to a couple weeks so if you can get this like sort of refractory period right this time from when you sort of go off track to when you get back on track if you can reduce that time like you just did that is a huge form of progress yeah and i have found that it's been better with the like writing the memories and then getting back on track because I, um, I don't feel quite so bad about them. Like, and I'm not beating myself up as badly. Good. Because and so, it so has you, the memory in there. So you have actually been writing the memory in there. Yeah. That's amazing. That makes yeah. me super happy. That that literally takes something that you were looking at as negatively before, and now every it's all positive there. It's like, yeah. there, there's, it's not as though you've done something bad or inappropriate. Yeah. Well, and the, and the four days of going off the rails of the first two, all the other ones were memories. Like all the other ones we were actually doing things. And then the first two of those ones going off the rails in my four day stint was uh, government shut down. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, so- You know, it's funny, in in really, really, really stressful situations, like, for example, when the government decides to shut down the entire country, that would be one example of a very stressful period. Um, I've noticed people often have, have, uh, there are many different behaviors people can exhibit, but two behaviors are are the extreme opposites, but they all pertain to food, right? In terms of some people will just say, ah, fuck it, and just eat everything in sight, because like that's sort of how they're dealing with that emotion. Other people might go the exact opposite route and they, they don't eat, right? They like, it's that there, that's how they cope. It's like, that's the one thing they feel like they can control. So they stop eating. Uh, and so this, these are two very common things. And this is going down another rabbit hole that I didn't expect to, but this is one of the reasons why when people tell me, uh, stress inherently makes you gain fat because of cortisol, it's no, that's not true. If your response to stress is to eat everything in fucking sight, well then yeah, you're, you're going to gain weight because you're eating. But many people, when they get stressed, their response is not to eat. And so this is like, again, a different discussion, all pertaining to, to calories being the the reason why someone's going to be gaining or losing weight. But I love that number one, you are writing down those memories inside those circles, like actually physically doing it. I think it's super, super important. And and also, it the more we're talking today, it sounds like you're starting to like see from a, a more objective perspective, being like, listen, it was a pretty crazy couple of days, and like, it's not a big deal. 
Like it's, it's not a big deal. And so in the same way that you used to look at those black circles as negative, and now we can look at them as positive because the memory is inside of it. We have to take that exact same thought process and apply it to if you have four days in a row of not eating well because of the government shutting down your country, it's like, okay, cool. Like that happened back on track. And you can view that in hindsight as a positive. Yeah. So that's funny that you said that because in my notes to talk to you about today, um, I know that I eat when I'm stressed. That's the thing. Um, But another, I figured it out. Another reason I think I eat and gain weight when I am stressed is because I'm tired. So I do not sleep well. Um, to give you an example, my but totally off, off of COVID, my um, two oldest kids do not want to go visit their biological dad anymore. And it's a big thing. Every time they have to go see him, they are stressed out all week. Um, they're constantly asking me if I can fix it somehow. Like they're just, they don't want to go, which is awful to listen to as a parent, right? Like you, you want to be able to fix everything and I'm, my hands are kind of tied here. Um, but it stresses me out so bad and causes such high anxiety. I don't sleep for like a week before they have to go with him. And I, so it just happened recently where they had to go with him again and I, realized I think about two days into not sleeping I'm like oh my god I'm eating all the time because I'm tired so I want to eat the sugary stuff and I want to eat the higher carb things because they give me the energy boost like the immediate energy boost the immediate gratification and I'm not so exhausted that makes total and sense so the, yeah and that was a big thing for me to realize so now I'm like I'm not gonna pick up any more food and I'm gonna go take <laughs> Some sort of CBD pill or something to put myself to sleep, and I'm I'm gonna deal with this again tomorrow. <laughs> Good. So, so, so you've decided you're just gonna like yeah. go to sleep if you get tired. I'm gonna try. It doesn't work. Like and then so I went and got CBD pills, and I don't really want the medical um, pills. Um, those have helped a lot, but that was a big thing for me to realize is that I'm eating way more when I'm tired. And I had never even clued into it. That's amazing. And, and do you feel like, do you feel more in control now that you're aware of that? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I never, like lots of times I just keep eating. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like this doesn't make any sense. And then it's like, oh, it's probably because I'm exhausted and just felt, fell asleep driving to town or like that kind of thing. And that would, figuring that out has been a big deal for me because it's, brought some more perspective into why I was wanting to eat all the carbs all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that was a, that was a big aha moment for me. That's huge. I, I love that. I, I think it's super important to, to have these. Th- this is one of the reasons why I, I say, have you ever heard, heard me talk about the, the five year plan? Yes. So, so basically, and I know you've heard of it, but basically it, it takes, from the from the time someone starts being very consistent with 
science-based strength training and nutrition, living in a health and fitness lifestyle. I think it takes about five years to like, to really see changes that make you like go, wow, like this has been big. Uh, and it doesn't mean it takes five years to see any changes, but like, I think most people, they think they're going to reach their goal in 21 days or 30 days or 60 days. It's like, no, it's probably gonna be five years, um, until you reach like that ultimate goal. And, and one of the reasons I, I, I think that outside of just simply like having worked with so many people and noticed that trend, but it's little wins like this. It's these little things that even though you've been following science-based nutrition and strength training, even though you, though you have a ton of knowledge on the practicality of it and, and how to implement it, it's something like this, this little win that you pick up on, this little uh, notice of a behavior in yourself that you can then just put in your back pocket and keep for later. It's these things that you notice about yourself as you're growing and as you're changing and as you're improving and as you're becoming more aware that allow you to achieve your goals in the long term. Most people think that that rapid results are simply going to come from rapid implementation of whatever strategy is is recently on their Instagram page, but really the, the best results come from long-term implementation and understanding of yourself as you grow and improve bit by bit day over day yes yeah and that like that makes I'd rather that makes sense like I'd rather go slow and steady and actually do it properly and do it then you're not going to reach your goals in 21 days but reach your goals in 21 days and then you're like oh my god what do I do that's exactly right figure myself out along the way which was the whole goal with calling you. Um, so what else did you gonna, want to talk about today? Well, so the one thing I was going to say is for the inner circle is amazing. Like, so I did the podcast with you and you posted it a couple of days later or something and um, online. And I had people searching me out through the inner circle on Facebook and like messaging me or like public like publicly messaging me on the inner circle page and like like tons of people and the I honestly think it was all women like tons of women um they could completely relate to what I was saying and that was a huge deal for me because I think um I think women are under so men are too I get that but women, especially moms or and divorced moms or moms going through divorce or that kind of thing, are under so much pressure to be perfect and get everything done and and they can't mess up or they're not a good parent or they can't mess up or they're not like that was a big deal to have that many people relate to that podcast because a lot of the times I feel like I'm struggling by myself. Um, was yeah, it, was it, was it slightly very, overwhelming to get that many responses? Yeah, it was like, I didn't ever think anyone would say anything. And then <laughs> messages started coming in and like, like people would tag my name. Like one lady, she's like, I went through all the Jordan Syatt members and I found your name and you must be this Jesse. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. Um, but no, it was, it was overwhelming, but in a good way, because. I have a hard time talking to lots of people around me in my circle because they don't know what I'm talking about. Like right in my, in my actual inner circle, in my, in my own family and friends, those people don't really know how to relate with me. Right. Right. So, or, but all I, of these people did. You know, it's funny. Um, 
that uh, number one, I love that. And I, I, that's why I always say, and Susan and I always talk about how unbelievably kind and welcoming uh, and, and supportive and encouraging the inner circle is. And for people who don't have that in their real life, sort of like you said, in your real inner circle, then it, it can be very helpful to have a group of people who are going to relate to you and be able to speak with you about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that makes me super, super happy to hear. And, and for whatever it's worth, I got, I got literally thousands of messages about that podcast with you. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised you got that many messages. That's funny. Um, the one thing I was going to say was, well, I talked about last time in the first first podcast was about like kind of never being good enough. And that was a lot of, a lot of people were messaging me saying that that was what they could really relate to was that they never felt like they were good enough because of what their parents are said or, or, or spouses or ex-spouses or whatever it was, they could really um, identify with that as well. So it was funny because a situation happened. Um, my mom came up to visit me after I had done the podcast with you. And I think if I hadn't done the podcast with you, I would have just dealt with the situation differently. But because I had talked to you previously, I had a very different mindset when the thing happened. So it's nothing major, but you know, certain things in your life are triggering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I was talking to you about last time was my, my, my family is very weight, um, conscious, I guess. Very weight focused. Um, yeah. It's very weight focused. Yes. And, uh, um, that kind of thing. So my, and, and on the other hand, I've always had my ex-husband sitting there telling me I'm not good enough. No one's going to want me if I have four kids, blah, blah, blah. So there's been those two like really big deal issues constantly coming at me. So my mom came up and in the, in the nicest way possible for me to say it, she just was basically saying, I'm so lucky to have my husband that I have now and it's amazing that he has taken on all of us like he's taken us on and um, I would have a very hard time finding another guy who would put up with everything and um, I should just thank my lucky stars and I should do everything I possibly can to make sure I keep my husband in my life because I am never going to do as good as I have done this time and well, that's an interesting way to phrase that <laughs> <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, I 100% agree with her. I am married to the best guy out there. Like, I could not have asked for a better man as my husband, as a second father to my kids. I'm not taking away from that. I agree with her. That's why we got married. But on the other hand, it's triggering for me because she's not the only person who has said stuff like that to me. And I'm always, as an adult, I shouldn't want that validation and I shouldn't I should know in my head already that I don't really care what these people think I know I'm worth it that kind of thing right but it sucks to constantly have people say that to you well he's the best you're ever going to get like he's amazing and he's amazing for putting up with your four kids and you and and building like we just built the house and building the house and giving you guys this life he's just incredible at some point, no one has ever been like, 
but you are too because that's why he married you <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean like it's always and i again i agree with him he's amazing i'm not taking that away um but at some point it would be nice to get the credit a little bit because he obviously didn't marry me because i'm like an okay person my kids are <laughs> my kids are okay and they're like they're decent and you know what i mean like it's I feel like you are who you surround yourself with. And if my husband's pretty cool and, and, and a pretty amazing guy, I feel like I'm kind of up there with him. So before I talked to you the first time, I think my mindset would have been, I would immediately started eating because I would have felt like she was judging me, which she was, but I would have felt like she was judging me. Like she didn't think I was good enough. All of those things would have come back, right? But this time, I basically looked at her and I had you in my head saying something like, this doesn't mean jack shit. Like, ah, I love that. <laughs> you know what you're, what you're like. You know how you feel about yourself. I know how my husband feels about me. I know how my kids about, feel about me kind of thing. It doesn't matter what she says. And... And I didn't go eat my feelings. And that was a huge deal for me because I didn't go off the rails because of a comment. And I realize there's lots of strong people out there who are like, oh, well, you shouldn't be going off rails because of a comment anyways. But you know what? Coming from your mom, sometimes you're like, well, it, it hurts a little more. <laughs> yeah. And not to like the people who would say something like that, they're going off the rails in another way, right? Like yeah. for someone, oh, it just shouldn't make you eat very much. And like that person is, is, I don't even know what to say, like without like seriously <laughs> regretting what was about to come out of my mouth. But like one of my, one of my favorite sayings is like, get your own house in order first. Yeah, right. And it's most of the people that, that say things along the lines of like, Oh, well this shouldn't, this, you shouldn't let this happen or you shouldn't let this do this to you. It's like, I know for a fact you've fucked up in so many ways. So shut your mouth and like we're, yeah. build, get your own house in order first. So yeah. I love that you have that, you had like that voice in your head knowing like this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a lot of like little moments this month that added up right? Like just getting back on track and then, and then dealing with the negative comments, but not going, falling off the wagon because of it. And like even getting up for the walks, like I don't want to get up at 530 in the morning, but I'm, going, <laughs> but I'm going to, and I, I feel so much better after I don't regret it. And it's, I get an hour by myself and it, so I'm not even going to complain. So that's a, that's a big deal. And it's all that little stuff, right? Like you said, the five years, little stuff adds up so that's exactly right it, there's so much about what i love about what you've said but i just think it's so interesting to note that early on in the call you seemed like ashamed and upset with what you've done and now as we've spoken you're like hold on like i've actually <laughs> done really well there are some really big things that happened over the course of these last like 10 weeks or so or no not 10, like six weeks or so that that are massive indicators of tremendous change mentally, emotionally, uh, behaviorally. Like there's so much that's happened in this compressed period of time. It's you've done a remarkable job, even better, even better than, than I had thought possible to be very blunt. Um, oh. 
in in terms of like cool like the the last 12 days or whatever it is like there's a lot going on in those 12 days but the just the fact that you can look back in hindsight and pick out all of these really big moments is super important because yeah. if you if you have this ability to on your own be very aware and objectively pick out oh here was a here was a win here was a win here was a win what you've done is now you've developed the habit of focusing on things you've done well rather than focusing on things that you don't think you've done well and the more you focus on the things that you've done well the more likely you are to continue but the more you focus on the things that that you think have made you a failure well why would you continue if you think you're a failure anyway so the the better you get and the more of a practice you make of being like well this was really good and this was really good and this was really good. It doesn't mean you ignore weaknesses. It doesn't mean you you don't pay attention to things that you can improve, but it does mean you have to acknowledge the positives. You have to acknowledge the wins and you have to make those bigger than your weaknesses. You have to make those the reasons to continue rather than making the weaknesses the reason to quit. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm super impressed with you. you. You've done a really, really amazing job. Um, and, and a question that goes back to what you were talking about before and is really, um, I, I'm just interested, and if you'd rather not talk about it, that's totally fine. Um, did you talk to your husband about the comment that your mom made? Yeah. Yeah, he was around for some of some of the comment. It wasn't just one comment. It was over the whole time she was here. Um and he was around for some of it. Did he like, did he say like, geez, like that's just, I want, did he let you know that how much he loves you? And like, oh yeah. He, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like good. he's really good. And like, <laughs> he like to give a perspective on him. So my son, um, my son has a bit of a, my 11 year old has a, he's amazing. All my kids are very much like mama's kids. Like they're, they're big sucks, but he was, I think he was, I think he was trying to joke around the other day, but it didn't come off like that. And he was, he came home from, this is when school was still on and he came from home from school and he said, um, I heard that, that, uh, women live longer than men usually. And I said, yeah, I actually read a study about it, um, a long time ago. And I remember it was because women typically make less risky decisions with their, physical health and bodies and so they don't put themselves in harm's way as much and they actually live longer because of it and he my 11 year old turned to me he's like oh so says the stay-at-home mom and what and which is not our opinion in our house and my husband like looked at me for a minute and he usually is pretty good to like keep it cool and he didn't <laughs> he lost it and he's like, I don't know anybody who does a better job at being a mom than your mother. And he like just went off on him. He's like, if that's your opinion, he's like, we have a lot of, a lot of learning to do. He's like, that is not okay. And he like, in that conversation, when he stopped yelling and started talking to the kids, uh, <laughs> he, he then gave me credit. He then gave me all the credit that, for example, my mom takes away kind of thing. Right. So he's very good for recognizing what I do do because lots of times yeah I would love to go to work but it doesn't make sense with four kids you're going to pay for in daycare and I think it's important for them to come home to a parent so here I am but I love that I love that but, I love that and I love what he said like 
I, I don't know if you remember, like when I was a kid, if I found out that like my mom, like if, you know, when you know your parents are angry as a kid, like, you know, immediately, yeah. like, and you get this, this feeling in your stomach or like your butt, like you feel in your butt, yeah. like, oh God, like you feel like your butt <laughs> quivering. You're like, oh my God, this is not going to be good. Like that literally started to happen as soon as, as you said what he said, I was, yeah. I got scared for him. I was like, oh my God, if I said that to my mom, I would have just, I don't even know the beating that would have come from that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. And I'm like, how do we deal with this? And I didn't have to deal with it because my husband stepped in, but no, he gives me, he gives me all the credit, which is great. Like I said, if he wasn't amazing, I wouldn't have married him in the first place learn that lesson the first time. So, um, yeah, so that's, it's, it's good. It's just, yeah, it's just a different way of dealing with the insults and the, and the drama, right? Like everybody's going to have insults to life and their drama, whether in drama, whether they're work or home or wherever with their family or random, random people. And it's just, I guess, how you deal with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and I think that you have dealt with it incredibly well and you're, you're continuously improving and uh I, i'm just i'm really blown away by by how well you've done and the progress you've made well thanks i did have um a couple things i wanted you to help me with if you could no no we're um, gonna off the phone now so we're done <laughs> <just> <laughs> of course yeah, um, how can i help um i want to make sure my numbers are are good like my calories and my protein and everything are where I should kind of be at um because I really like what keeps me wanting to do like I started trying to like I started the unicorn strong challenge in November and then I I stopped in December obviously but I've been doing kind of the same numbers the whole time um and kind of what's motivating that is I really want to get to maintenance and stay there um I I'm at, I'm of the opinion that if I can just work my butt off now and get to maintenance, I'm, I'm good. And I just really want to get there. So I want to make sure my numbers are where they're supposed to be at. And then I want to figure out what my maintenance numbers kind of should be at, um, based on what I'm doing, um, for physical exercise and everything else. Okay. So just so, so I have a plan. So, <laughs> like so just to reiterate and tell me if I'm wrong, the goal is to get to maintenance as quickly as possible without driving myself crazy. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. and so do you want to go to maintenance now or do you want to continue to lose? Like, where are you I on that? Wanna, so now, like I wasn't focused on getting in the one thirties with you, um, for this month. Right. Um, I was just trying to stay consistent, which mostly worked. Um, but for the next, um, till summer kind of thing, I'm trying to get into the one thirties. I don't care where I am. I don't care if I get to one thirty nine. I just, for my, my body type, even it's not about the actual weight. My body feels so much better when there's not so much weight on me. Yeah. Like my, that knees, makes sense. My, my knees don't hurt everything. So I'm at, I'm, I'm not very far away, but I get kind of stuck where I'm at now. Um, I want to talk to you before I was 150, I think. Um, I'm at 144 now, 144.8 or I don't know. Um, so it's it's been about six weeks since we started, right? 
Yes, but I, so consist, went... I consistently get stuck around the 143, 144. Okay. Um, and just so you know, like, that's normal. Like, I, get... well, and I keep hearing that on your podcast. I'm like, <laughs> I need to somehow get past it. <laughs> like, like pe- people get like, no, 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 but you don't, you don't get it. I get stuck here. I'm like, no, 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 I get it. You don't get that. That's normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. So you've lost on average a pound a week. It's been about six weeks. And so you've lost on average a pound a week, even though you weren't as consistent as you you would like. And even though you had four O days in a row, you've still on average lost one pound a week. So we have to be aware, number one, your progress is phenomenal. Agreed? Yeah. That didn't sound very convincing, Jesse. Yes. Come on. Agreed? Uh-huh. Yes. There we go. Yes. <laughs> progress is phenomenal. Okay. So okay. going forward, um, Number one, I have a feeling that the the stalling out, getting stuck here, won't be the same this time as it has been in the past uh, for many reasons. But I think that your behaviors are now – you're more aware of them and you aren't as quick to call it and say screw it. And I have a feeling that – and and we can hop on a call again just to see, but I have a feeling that you won't stall out here as long as you have before, or it won't feel as long as it has before because you're going to be more uh, more consistent and you're going to be uh, also more patient. That being said, it's really important for people to know and, and for you specifically to know that I will not change someone's calorie guidelines for at at the bare minimum. 14 days if they have a weight stall. So if your weight stall, if you're like at 144, okay, you get to 144 and then the next day you're 144, who knows, 145, whatever it is, weight fluctuation, 146, I don't care. If day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, by day six, working, 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 consistent, 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 consistent. You still haven't gone under 144. I don't give a fuck. That's normal. Day seven, yeah. day eight, day nine, day 10, still 100% consistent. You still haven't gone below 144. I don't care. It's normal. That's what happens. If you get to day 14, and yeah. on day 14, you've been 100% consistent. I would still say to a tremendous number of my clients, I would say, I don't care. Let's keep going. The longest I've seen someone stall out is about six weeks. And then they had a huge whoosh. They dropped about four pounds overnight. And uh, then when you break it down like that, it was about six weeks stall, uh, dropped about four pounds overnight. And then on average, when you look at that, well, cool. On average, they are now back on track with what a a, a great rate of weight loss is. Right. If we had taken their calories down lower, they might have lost weight more quickly, but they would have had to take their calories lower to do it. I would rather you keep your calories as high as possible while still while still making progress than drop them lower. Right. The the, the mm-hmm. more you drop them, the lower you go. That's the more the more uh, negative effect your, it has on your metabolism, and also the more difficult it becomes. So okay. that all that being said, I also know the other side of the coin, which is progress, and especially when you see your weight going down, it's motivating. 
So it depends who I'm working with. If I'm working with someone and I can tell like on day 14, they're really getting tired of it. And like, I know that person needs to see some type of progress or else they're just going to quit. Then I'll say, okay, all right, we're going to, we're going to reduce your calories by like a hundred on a certain day or 150 on a certain day. And then oftentimes that will help speed it up. Okay, cool. I believe it. It's working. Sometimes I'll take their calories back up again. And then, and and, because I know they were still in a deficit, but other times we'll just keep them there. So this whole spiel, just to outline, the stall is normal. And even if you're 100% consistent for 14 days, it doesn't mean you need to change anything. What I would say is let's keep your calories exactly where they are. Your calories and protein, I want you to keep them exactly where they are. Because, I mean, there's no reason to change it right now because you've lost – about an average of a pound a week, even though you haven't been as consistent as you could have been. So, which, which very much tells me you're in a very sustainable, very efficient, very effective calorie deficit. So we're going to yeah, keep Yeah, I'm only eating, I'm doing 1,200. It's only 1,200 a, a day. You're eating 1,200 <sighs> calories a day right now? Yeah, but I'm not hungry. And it's 1,200 calories a day every day? Yep. And and how tall are you? 5'8". Okay, we could... We could eat a lot more than that, just to be honest. Well, I know, but that, so that's what I'm wondering. Cause I did it, I did it based off something in the unicorn strong, the load. I tried to do an average between like the low days and the high days in the unicorn strong numbers. Cause I wasn't good at like having low, certain low days and certain high days. Cause then I just wanted all high days. Um, do, you know, do you know what calculation you used? Because no, that doesn't sound like the calculation that I would have given. It was, for, for, I think it was 10. Oh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Oh, Can there we go. Me? Okay. I think it was because I wanted to be, you're supposed to take your goal weight, which I said was 130. Um, what was it? Multiplied by 10. Okay. Thir- so, oh, th- so, sorry, 1300. Yeah. So the, the multiply by 10 that is that's an optional week that is, that is uh, not something that I want people to sustain. Goal weight by 10 is an optional week for and usually it's for people if they have a lot of weight to lose. There's an initial week right at the beginning in which they can it's essentially like, hey, we're gonna get you really focused on counting your calories. It's gonna be lower than you're going to eat for the for the remainder of this 90 days. This is only for the first seven days. Okay. and it's just like to have a lower calorie range to get you really in track with counting your calories, making sure you know what you're eating. And then after this, we're actually going to increase your calories. Um, okay. it's, it's something I call an ascending calorie schema where most, most people, when they go on a diet, they progressively lower and lower and lower their calories. Sometimes what I like to do is start off in the first week when people are most motivated with slightly lower and then increase them into a more sustainable calorie deficit afterwards, which is for most people just crazy. Cause like, Oh my God, like I get to eat more yeah. now and still lose weight, <laughs> which is, this is what I want you to do. I, I actually want you to increase your calories because I can tell you from, from experience it, even though the, the progress you've made has been incredible, it will eventually become too difficult for you to maintain that level of calories. Uh, yeah. and, and that's when people rebound and it, and it doesn't work out well. So okay. I would See, actually, this is like, why I was double checking. <laughs> this is perfect. I, I'm super glad. Um, when, when you said you were having 1200, like my jaw dropped, I was like, Oh God. All right. Hold on. And which for whatever it's worth, 1200 calories is not bad. It, it's, it's not like, a there's been a lot of seen a lot of articles and social media posts from people being like, no one should ever only eat 1200 calories. It's like, no, that's not 
true if you are five foot two and 105 or 110 pounds yeah. and you want to lose body fat, then yeah, actually that might be a, a legitimate calorie deficit for you. There are a lot of people who say that it's, that it's, that no one should ever eat that amount. It's like, well, you've never coached anybody. Like you have no idea what you're talking about. This is where individualization comes into play. So you're, you're five, eight, about 144, 1200 yeah. is too low for you. Um, okay. Now, there, if you decided that you wanted to do a calorie cycling approach, which I know you just said you didn't like having some high and some low days, then uh, the, so we're not going to do calorie cycling. But if you did want to do calorie cycling, we could have two or three low days a week at 1,200, 1,300, and then your higher days going up more towards like 1,800, 1,900, 2,000. And, uh, and th that is that's one way many people, especially for people who are uh, more petite, smaller individuals, uh, can have days in which they eat a lot more. So rather than trying to eat so few every single day. Right. Right. So what would like, so that if I was doing the high and low days, that's based on your weekly calories. Um, see, I'm paying attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so kind of, except for that my calories are too low. Um, what would my weekly calorie intake suppose like what should that be so when so let's say so we're gonna put goal weight just like i know you said 139 but i'm gonna just put it at 135 just for a round number yeah. so 135 okay so 135 times 12 is 1620 which is much more realistic for you. So we would do okay. 1620 and we'd multiply that by seven. So at the end of the week, it would be 11,340 calories. You can divide those up however you'd like, um, okay. in terms of high days and low days, or if you just wanted to have, um, if you just wanted to have the 1620 on a day-to-day -day basis, that would be totally fine. What, right. what I would say is I'd give you a range. So let's just say for the sake of example, you're going to, uh, you're going to do the 1620 on a, on a day-to-day -day basis. I would put a range there of 1550 to 1750 in terms that would be your calorie range. Um, I don't want you to try and hit 1,620 calories every single day. Like that's ridiculous. Okay. And this is where the anti-calorie counters were like, <laughs> you can't do it because it's not accurate. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like it, it is accurate. Enough. It's close enough, and I like the range because if you go to 1622, you feel like a failure. So just so you know, the, yeah. the goal body weight by 12 formula, it gives some allowance on either end, which is why I went from 1550 to 1750. You will still be in a calorie deficit with that range. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. see, yeah. I'm does that I make sense? Checked. Yes, it does. I'm, I'm glad you checked as well. <laughs> but see, so that's what I've been – like I'm doing really well and then I kind of fall off and don't get me wrong I have not been hungry like 1200 calories have actually been really good like I just eat really well right like you just know you can't fit in a bunch of garbage because it doesn't fit in 1200 calories so you eat mainly meats and eggs and fruits and vegetables and I don't eat a lot of grains because of the wheat thing and and um yeah well but, it's so funny you say that because that's one of the reasons I like to start with a lower calorie phase for many people when they're just beginning, because immediately they're like, okay, I don't have that many calories to work with. So I need to eat foods that are going to fill me up for fewer calories. And so it's a very quick learning curve for people because sometimes if you take someone who has a lot of weight to lose, 
and they've never really done this before and they don't know what to do and they just say, listen, you can eat whatever you want. Just fit it in these calories and they have like 2,500 calories. I'm like, well, cool. I could have a whole pizza and still – and they will. And But that doesn't teach them better habits. And yeah. so for me, oftentimes I'll like to begin with a week of a lower calorie phase just because then, okay, well, listen, they're not going to be eating the pizza. They're not going to be having the donuts They're not because they want to stay full on that few calories. Then when we increase their calories after that week, then they can be like, oh, you know what? Now I can actually still fit this donut in guilt-free because it still fits in my calories and I'm still full because I've had the majority of my diet be fruits and vegetables and lean protein. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting over here nodding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And then that was good for me because I, um, I had no idea how many calories I was eating before. Um, and so it's crazy when you actually start counting and I had no idea how little protein I was eating. Um, I was not eating enough protein at all. How much were you eating? Like nothing. Like I would have a couple eggs in the morning. Um, and then I typically wouldn't really eat meat during the day. And then I might have something at night, but like nothing compared to what I should be at. Absolutely okay. nothing. Good. So, so how much are you going to have now? Well, so based on, so t at 12, at, well, 1200, I was eating, I was supposed to have 94 grams a day, I think is what my phone said. Um, so I don't know what I would have to have now. 16. So now, so I would just take the goal body weight and multiply it by one. So if, if we're using okay. 135, so, 135. so I would, I would like to have 135 by one. Now there, if, I'm going to break this down. Scientifically, it's actually <laughs> about goal body weight times 0.7. So it doesn't have to be 0.1. In terms of physiological needs, you don't need more than 0.7 times what your goal body weight would be. But a couple of things. Number one is as soon as you put a decimal into something, most people completely tune out. So I'm not going to say, well, 0.7 because most people are like, all right, well, I'm not listening to this. That's <laughs> It's very easy to remember a round number, goal body weight by 1, 135. The other okay. thing that this is helpful with is let's say you don't hit 135. Let's just say you hit 120. Cool. You're fine. You, right. like, you don't need to hit 135, but 135 is – and you, you can go over 135 as well. If you want to – if you have 155, cool. The Just 135 is the general range that you'd like to be in. Uh, and if you go a little bit over, you go a little bit under, it's not a big deal. Okay. Okay, I'll do that then. That works perfect. Oh, hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, you're there. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Amazing. Yeah, that's great. I like, yeah, I've got it all written down. <laughs> so are you, are you feeling good? Are you ready to go forward? I am, yeah. And, and do you think like a month again, like, I think I should do a month and then yeah. kind of yep. revamp. So so we're gonna we're gonna do one more month, and we're gonna hop on for a, for like a final call, and okay. uh, and we're gonna see how how this month goes. And I'm super excited. I'm really, okay. really I'm very impressed. I think you've done a wonderful job, and I I'm excited to see how how you continue to improve over this month. I still want you to keep doing the three days of formal exercise, hit your calories, hit your protein, and still writing in the black circles, the memories you make from the days in which you're not consistent, which is totally fine. Like I don't want 100% consistency. I still right. want that 80ish percent. Um, and let's just keep going with that. Okay. Oh, I have one more question. Yeah, what's up? Sorry. 
So I want to, so like the, the smart goals from the other, I can't remember her name and I feel really bad. Uh, the, the lady from the podcast who had the smart goals. Um, my goal for like this coming week was that I was going to start, um, have like two to three days of weightlifting again. Cause I haven't really been doing that. Um, just been doing the walking and the yoga stuff. Um, if I only, cause I don't, I don't, number one, I squirrel and I don't want to work out for a long time. And I just want to start, it's basically like starting over again, right? I just want short, short, short workouts in the beginning and go from there. So if I were to do like 20 to 30 minute workouts, um, two or three times a week, what are kind of the sets and reps that you would do? Like, so if I were doing a bit heavy, like, so obviously heavier weights, um, what workouts would you suggest that I did in that 20 so to 30 minutes? What I would do, do you have dumbbells available to you? Yeah. Honestly, I would say go into the inner circle yeah. and go into the inner circle app and download the dumbbell only workouts. Okay. And I would do those. Now, some of those, they might go towards 40 minutes, but if they go towards 40 minutes, it's only because there might be like a metabolic finisher at the end. Feel free to skip the metabolic finisher or just stop when you get to the end to your time period. Most right. of those should be about 30 minutes or so, um, okay. but they're really, really good workouts. Obviously, I'm biased because I wrote them, but <laughs> they're really good workouts. It's a progressive system. It, they will get you stronger. You will start to see more muscle definition, and they're very simple to do. They're not ridiculous, complex exercises. It's like simple <laughs> foundational strength movements that will get you stronger and in and out of the gym quickly. So it's in your Inner Circle app. Just just make sure you go okay. in, go to the, go to the manuals tab, uh, manuals is in the manuals and probably in the workouts tab as well. It's the dumbbell only workout and it'll be right there. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Thank you very much. Make sure you email cat. So we get on for our final call the next time. Okay. I will. Thank you very much. I appreciate it's, it. It's a pleasure. It was great to speak with you. Give your family my love. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. And in case anyone is wondering, yes, I'm going to remind you again, this is the last week that you can join the Inner Circle for 30% off using the code 30for30. The link is in the show notes to get to the Inner Circle for 30% off. You get access to the Inner Circle app. You get access to all the workouts. You get access to the dumbbell-only workouts that I was speaking to Jesse about. You get access to everything. So if you want to join the Inner Circle for 30% off. You can do that right now. Link in the show notes. Use the code 30 for 30.